podcast is brought to you by HCN, your source for the latest news in gaming, movies, and entertainment. Enjoy the show. Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. This is our 107th episode. I feel like we always, I always feel like we say this, but I never thought we would make it this far. Neither did I. Two more (laughs) episodes and you get a free sub. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Listen to 100 episodes, get one free. At your local Jimmy John's. Yes. Just kidding, Don't act, that promotion is not actually available. Do not go to Jimmy John's demanding a free sub because of fun, Funk Radio. They will look at you weird. Um, also, all of our episodes are free, so if you're paying anything to listen to this, we are going to get mad because we're not getting any of that money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're going to give anybody money for listening to it, I mean, give at least give it to us. Don't give it to advertisers or any of that yeah. crap. We need to pay for better sources. Well, if you purchase... um. A certain book that I sent you, then that would be a resource. Oh, the album art book. Yeah, yeah. yeah on Amazon, I stumbled upon a coffee table book that is two thousand disco album covers. So every page is just 70. like a full size album cover or something. Yeah, exactly. That actually sounds really cool. And it's cool because it's like like a square. I think it's actually twelve by twelve, so it's like actual album art size. That's really cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. How um, much was it? I I forgot to look at the price. It was like, it was like 35 That's not bad. I might get that. <laughs> yeah, no, I was looking at that. I'm like, wish list. I like coffee table books. Me too. Oh my gosh. Seriously, like in the last three or four months, you have no idea how many of those Disney art books I bought. <laughs> I, I got the art of... Um, the Incredibles. I got the art of How to Train Your Dragon 2. Hmm. I got the art of um, Big Hero 6, which is freaking amazing. Huh. They're really fun. Do I don't you have know, the Wally one? I've had the Wally one forever. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I have some weird fascination with all those Disney art of books. I have like six or seven of them. Because they're inspiring, because we're artists. True. Plus, I have like four Calvin and Hobbes books. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I wanted to get that compendium that has like all of them, but it's like eighty bucks. Dang. Yeah. Um, when when I moved here, um, uh, one of the first things I bought was the Lego book, um, which is like oh yeah, the official Lego coffee table book. I Why had it. I get that. I had it as a kid. Um, but I couldn't find it, so I just bought a new one. And I guess they've been updating. They update it every five years or so, maybe. Ooh. So the one I have now is like more updated with new stuff. So that's cool. Well, let's do that. You buy me the Lego book for my birthday, and I'll buy you the disco book. Um, sounds the good Lego to book's me. like a hundred dollars. I don't know. I'm just the Le- no. The Lego book is it's maybe like twenty five bucks or something. It's not. Oh, it's not, not bad. Too, not too bad. I can dig it. Um, speaking of nothing to do with Legos, what did we actually want to talk about this episode besides coffee table books? Well, I want a coffee table book about coffee table books. <laughs> Classic. Uh, right. Um. Well, no, I mean, that was kind of relevant because we do want to talk about album art in this episode. True Um, that. A a big thing I wanted to talk about with this is kind of how, like, the role of album art has shifted. 
um, from like the days of vinyl when it was like, like you were saying, like a, what was it? 12 by 12. Yeah. A uh, full size thing that you could like examine and look, look at and appreciate like as a tactile thing and how it's kind of shifted from that into like the digital age. And I mean, this is one thing I, I want to bring up at some point, like has mm-hmm. not the, not the quality necessarily, but do you, do you think there's less thought put into album art nowadays than versus like, you know, when it was a bigger thing? Cause now it's more of just like a little image on your iTunes or something. It's not, that's a good a point. Major thing. I think I don't think it's less thought put in, but I think it's more. The more thought is put into making something that's instantly recognizable, even in small format, or something that catches your eye, as to po- as opposed to something that's more intricate or meaningful to the songwriting or, I guess, persona of the artist themselves. That's true. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, like, one one good example I can think of that, kind of just one of the ubiquitous albums from the last couple of years was um, the Daft Punk, uh, what was it? Something Memories? Get Lucky? Oh, uh, Random Access Memories. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, like, one of the simplest things you could do is just, like, have their two heads mashed together mm-hmm. as one head. Yeah. On it's, thing. like, that's super, it. super minimalist, but because of that, it's instantly recognizable even in like the smallest little thumbnail format yeah exactly you know but if you put like a i don't know funkadelic album in thumbnail format it would just look like a blob of colors because it was yeah. so intricate you know yeah that, that's a that's an example i wanted to bring up is because like so many uh, and a lot of artists did this obviously like in the 70s around that time um the more like psychedelic type bands like uh parliament or funkadelic um, if you look at the album art for some of those, it's all like hand drawn, like illustration type stuff, and mm-hmm. it's like super freaking intricate, and there's so much stuff going on in there. And um, I remember once my mom was telling me about this. How I don't, it wasn't obvious, it wasn't P Funk specifically, but it was something else. And she was saying that like back in the day, like when you would get an album, and you know, a lot of the times there was so much like intricate detail put into it that where you could just like sit and look at it, like almost like a piece of art or something. Oh yeah, and it was something to like take in in itself. Um, a really famous example of that that is a little bit outside the genre, but it's a really he's a really famous artist. I forget his name. We can Google it because we do good research. Mm-hmm. Um, is a lot of the albums for the band Yes uh, were done by this one artist who would create these really awesome like sort of landscape concept art looking pieces, and mm-hmm. they were like crazy beautiful. But something like that can only re- be fully appreciated on like a full album. I'm yeah, Google his name really I, I kind of just googled Yes album covers really quick. Yeah, it seems like very like fantasy slash borderline sci fi type landscape stuff exactly. with weird looking rock formations and clouds and uh, stuff his name like is that. Roger Dean. Apparently, he sued uh, filmmaker James Cameron, claiming that the images featured in the film were too close to Dean's uh, original work. From uh, Avatar? Yeah. <laughs> wow, really? That's funny. Did he win? I, I don't think so. I kind of doubt that he would, but that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that is funny. I yeah, mean, actually, if, if you listeners can visualize like what Avatar looked like, that's basically the sort of stuff that's going on here. I mean, uh, he, has a, he has a piece called Fraser's Castle. Which I can kind of see, but not really. I mean, it's about as, you know, 
it's just a fantastical forest with trees. So mm-hmm. anyone who makes a fantastical forest with trees is apparently copyright infringing. Including uh, Fern Gully. Apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. He did album covers for Yes. He did album covers for um, Asia. If you if you know it, Asia. It, it, that, that's a thing I didn't actually think about until you just said that is... Um, you know, back in the day, you probably had like actual artists working oh, yeah, for sure. one or multiple bands. It, it kind of ties back into the name itself. I mean, it is a work of art that mm-hmm. that is distributed with this, you know, this album. Yeah, so, for so sure. maybe there was like identity with the artists as well as probably. the musicians and the albums themselves. Possibly, Pro- probably to some extent. But yeah, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there. But yeah, well, that's what we do on this show, right? Yay. <laughs> if we're not doing tangents then we we're not issues. doing it right on this note i i kind of want to uh kind of take it in the other direction now because like we've been talking about like mostly like illustration mm-hmm. and stuff uh but something i've noticed kind of doing a little bit of research in album art is that especially for the genres we usually talk about in this show 95 percent of the time it's just like different photographs of the actual artist just standing around or whatever yes. um not a lot of really, really rememberable or like worth remembering, I guess. I mean, there, there's a there's a bunch that we wrote down in a list, but beyond that, it seems like for the most part, it's just pictures, like photographs of the artists hanging out or whatever. Yeah, true. And I don't know whether that's like a thing for this genre, because I know you wrote something down about how different genres kind of have different trends. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I kind of noticed a lot of... Um soul artists you know especially if it's like a harmony group always had just pictures of all the band members wearing identical suits and I, maybe that's <laughs> part of the whole duopy harmonious kind of thing yeah but i mean if you think about like the spinners if you think about um temptations. the ojs the temptations they were always just here's the band members here's their faces and usually here's them in very 70s tacky looking suits (laughs) yeah so i don't know if that was if there was less thought put into that because they wanted you to more identify with the band members like a you know the the pre-boy band boy band thing (laughs) yeah i don't know but yeah i I don't know i always i just noticed that trend a lot Mm. and i'm like this doesn't seem very inspired (laughs) um yeah i mean that 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 kind of brings up something i wanted to to touch on is you know do you do you think there was like like you were just saying do you think there was or is still today some marketability in like being able to visually recognize an artist as well as like recognizing them by sound oh yeah i mean if you're able to visually recognize an album and tag or that album face. or someone's face and and pin that to that artist then from a marketing standpoint they've already sold you because that's a good point because i mean like if you recognize it obviously they're doing something right yeah perfect example maybe you don't i don't know if you are familiar with it probably not because he's more pop mm-hmm. there's this little british pop guy really famous right now i think his name is like ed shireen or sharon or Sh- oh i think you mentioned him in a previous episode but i didn't know who you were talking about yeah and he has an album out i forgot the name of it whatever but it's literally just green with a big black X on the front. And for some reason, despite it being the simplest, goofiest looking thing ever, it's literally just a green album with a black X. Mm. 
I don't know why. I instantly am like, oh yeah, that's that Ed Sheeran guy. That's funny. I think that, well, that kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of almost, I think it's kind of taken a turn for the minimal. Minimalistic. Minimalist uh, I mean, thing. If you think about it, design in general has kind of gone that route the last five years. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's a whole thing for a whole other day. Yeah. Since we're graphic designers. Yay. Well, I mean, like that, that, uh, you know, that's also something to relate to on, um, <laughs> I might as well say this, you know, just like with, with when they talk about like what makes a good logo design as well, like something that scales and is recognizable both as really small and really large. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's one of like the key elements of what they say, like makes a successful logo. So I think we can kind of apply some of the same logic here, at least with the newer stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's like you said, you know, now, whereas before an album was only viewed at, you know, record record sleeve size. It's literally like a square foot in your face. Yeah, now you're viewing an album on anything as small as a smartwatch to anything as big as an iPad. Which still isn't as big as the original size. Shut up. No, I'm agreeing with you. Computer screen, I don't know. But yeah, exactly. You're, You're seeing it in so many different sizes and it has to be instantly recognizable in all those sizes so the conventional rules of design or at least modern design now apply more yeah i wonder if that i wonder if that was the case a little bit when they moved to cds because cds are a little bit smaller (sighs) yeah i don't know that might be a thing too i i i I can imagine so because i'm trying to think what are cds like nine not even nine five and a half by five and a half yeah i was gonna say about six by six that's yeah. It's around there, so it's basically half the mm-hmm. size. And you can yeah. think that like the really intricate stuff isn't even that is not gonna translate well onto five and a half by five and a half. Yeah, exactly. So And when CDs came out, it wasn't so much about the album art, but the fact that, you know, the cover was also usually a booklet with liner notes or pictures of the band. Good point. So it was like a condensed version of the those, you know, liner note sleeves that you would uh you know, slips that you would get in records. So, I mean, I mean, that's kind of an extension of the... Oh, yeah, totally. Some of, of them... the design, then. Some of them straight up, like, the liner notes are, like, fold-out posters. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I, I, I forgot about that, because that that is a thing, too. Fun fact, I forget which album. I think it was their first album, but one of Cheech and Chong's, um, co- I guess, comedy albums, the liner note was literally rolling paper for marriage. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm trying to think of any other examples of like something novelty like that, but not I, in my head. I can't think of any. I just know even some newer artists or whatever that I got recently, like the liner notes you could fold out and it was like a poster for mm-hmm. said person or band, which is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're paying money for, I don't know, whatever, a record, something tangible, it's cool to kind of get that little goodie on the side, I guess. Right. Whereas with the digital thing, it's like, what are you getting? Nothing. You're getting <laughs> exactly a, a JPEG. Woo. That is a thing too. Actually, I've seen sometimes. Well, they'll say like uh, special edition, like MP3 album or something, and they'll actually like attach like a PDF. With <laughs> it sounds dumb saying it, but like that they'll do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be like a PDF of different photos from the band or whatever. And I've I guess that's that. the modern day equivalent, which seems kind of lame. Because if I do look at it once, I never look at it again. Yeah, I've seen that. They would attach like a PDF or they would like be like, oh, here's a wallpaper yeah. for your desktop. I mean, at least they're trying, I guess. Yeah. 
True. <laughs> but um, back to like the liner notes and stuff. I, for- I forgot that that was a thing too because that it's it's not only about, and this is probably more so with like the vinyl end of the spectrum. Is like it's more than just the front image. You also have a back image as well. By the way. Yeah. Um, which is obviously always like kind of secondary. Yeah. And usually has something to do with the front, but it's a little bit different. And then you also have everything inside as well. Well, not only that, for some albums, like especially if it's like a double disc album, usually you'll have like, I guess, the sleeve fold out into like a double, I don't know what you call it, double-sided thing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. then you have an entirely another piece of art on the inside. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Which is fun, too. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a whole like artistic layout that you don't get with any other medium. Yeah, music medium. Yeah. Well, but um, I guess since we're kind of going off that and how cool records are, because I always talk about that. Um, <laughs> what are some of your favorite like album covers that you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, I mean, we did we did write some down. Um, we wrote a couple I'm, down. I'm yeah. I'm gonna try to think of some others because it seems like there's more than what we wrote. So I'll try to think of some more along yeah. the way. Uh, we were talking about P Funk uh, a couple minutes ago. Um, I th- I really like Maggot Brain for some reason. Oh, me too. The one with uh, the, the like girl's the, head coming out the of the ground. Afro lady's head sticking out of the ground, like yeah. yelling or whatever. I know there's at least a few ex- good examples of, of P Funk being like the weird, like psychedelic oh, illustration yeah. type stuff. Like Funkadelic, there's like two or three albums that are just like completely off the wall, like. Yeah. illustration collages uh i mean it seems like most of their stuff like i feel like there was one that was supposed to be like amazing but i'm trying to find it and i can't at the moment but they, they are they're definitely you know well known for that kind of stuff rolling stones always have really good album covers totally tangent tangential but whatever that, that no that, that's that, that is true there's there's one that's like super innuendo i think it was one of their first albums it was called sticky fingers and what a lot what it actually got really controversial because they kind of realized that because the cover is a guy with a it's just a shot of like a guy's torso and like really skinny jeans but what you don't immediately notice is that basically he has a boner no i noticed it pretty immediately i'm looking at it right now (laughs) it's i noticed it pretty much immediately okay maybe what conservative people in the 1960s didn't possibly immediately i don't know (laughs) um god um actually tying into what we were just saying a minute ago uh an example of like the front and the back working together is that album where the front obviously it's like the front of his pants and you know whatever's going on up there Mm -hmm. and then if you on the back i might be mistaken i thought maybe that not never mind i thought maybe like the back was actually like looking at his butt um no it is no no, i'm sorry i did i did it is that so it's kind of like a front and back playing with that kind of idea as well let's see what are some other ones we wrote down uh, oh, I think one that we can agree on <laughs> is a uh, signed seal delivered by Stevie Wonder. Um, I just love cause the picture is basically of him popping out of like a del- delivery box. Yes. And I think it's just hilarious. The the concept of uh, a delightful blind man, like popping out of a box. And that's what I get like in the mail. I think it's even worse because you kind of wonder like, does he know he's in a box? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so mean 
<laughs> so what, what like, are they say? What are they telling him? Where where is like, he? Oh saying? oh, Mister Wonder, get in the limo here. <laughs> He's just coming out this, of a box. Why does this limo smell like paper? You know what's uh, a really good album cover that I just snagged mm. is um, Google Survival by the OJs. It's pretty nuts. I don't think I know that one. It's a lesser known album by them. It has the song. Oh, wow. Uh, Give the people what they want. But it's super crazy. Intricate. Wow, this is really one of those like intricate ones. Yeah. That's really cool. It kind of looks like hell. Kind of. Almost. There's just like random. Like that, like that whole Dante's Inferno depiction. Of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of strange. Ooh, really good example of a famous album cover that probably would even work today as far as being, what's the word, recognizable at a lot of different sizes, is mm. the album Diana by Diana Ross. It's just a picture of her in like a t-shirt and blue jeans. Oh, uh, yeah, I can I can see that. Super, super recognizable. Yeah. Um, I forgot to talk, I forgot the Ohio Players oh yeah oh yeah that's a thing we can talk about for sure pretty much every one of their albums just has a half naked or mostly naked woman on it yeah i I always found that really funny i think we actually talked about that because i think there was a quote from them somewhere where they always weren't you i think you remember you saying that like they always that was like that was their incentive to finish the album was yeah. it so they could do the the photo shoot with a naked yeah, woman? <laughs> we were because we were we were talking about the whole urban legend surrounding the album Honey. Because remember, it was a woman oh, yeah, yeah. dripping hot honey on herself, and I think when they were asking him about that that urban legend, yeah, yeah, um, they had mentioned like you know, oh, we always wanted to finish albums because every album we would have like a new naked woman on it. <laughs> now I don't know if they were if they were involved in the decision making process of picking the women. I don't know, but I think they seem to enjoy it regardless. Yeah, that, that's kind of funny that uh, you kind of hear about, not only is it, I guess, because, I mean, sex does sell. I mean, time has proven it mm-hmm. again and again, but I think it's funny that not only is it, I guess, enjoyable for the the consumers, but also for the band themselves as well. It's kind of funny. True. One random one that they did that I like that's not a naked woman is the Ohio players, uh, the early years, because it's like, I think it's a, it might be a compilation album of like their early stuff. It's a photo of like this little black baby with an Afro. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like a clever. So it's basically like, what's that Biggie Smalls? There's um, a Biggie Smalls album that does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I can't think of what that one was called, but you know whose album covers basically were like the dumbest thing ever but also Mm. very recognizable casey and the sunshine band it was always just their logo yeah yeah but that's an Um, example of a band with a good logo that's fairly recognizable that that's actually i didn't write this down but i considered talking about it and i guess we are so we might as well go with it um that is something i definitely noticed is that some bands like develop their own logo and then that was just like one of the main emblems on all of our all or most of their album covers true um and you don't always think about bands necessarily having logos but like especially in the 70s it seemed like there was a lot that tried to do that yeah for sure although fun fact of that early years album with the baby on it yeah um the front is like the little baby looking at the camera with an afro and he's naked and then on the back of the album it's just like it's like a little naked baby butt oh and them standing there baby butts are cute yeah, it seems like the the Commodores are another one that has have like their own logo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I mean, a little bit less recognizable, but all their album has that logo on it. Right. Uh, Cameo, I think. Chromeo. I was just about to does. say. I was just about to say because I'm looking at white women right now, and Chromeo has the same thing. Yeah. Um. Cameo. Yeah. Cameo does too, as well. Oh, there's one that I forgot that I hmm. think is kind of cool. The album Cardiac Arrest by Cameo. <laughs> if you look that one up. Yeah, let me see. <laughs> Basically, it's the picture of the whole band, but they're on like a little like necklace pendant thing, and it's sitting in between two very moist breasts. Now, are we sure that it's a woman or a man? It could be a buff. Oh, I guess it could be a guy. I'm assuming it's a woman's breast. I mean, <laughs> now that's I, no, that's a whole other subtopic: is albums where the artists have their shirt off. Pretty much every Teddy Pendergrass album. Well, I was going to say a lot of um, Al Green albums as well. Yes. (laughs) That guy was skinny, though. That's true. He had a pretty good body from a Uh, heterosexual standpoint. Isaac Hayes, pretty sure he wore nothing but mesh tank tops. (laughs) I especially love the album cover Black Moses. I had to look that one up. Oh, wow. I've never seen that, but... Oh, no, maybe I have. Oh, here's a good example. He definitely looks like a prophet. This album, when folded out, is a cross with him as Moses. Oh, geez, I'm seeing that right now. Isn't that so, cool? So, like, the notes, like, if you expand them outward and, like, unfold yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Makes, like, a whole body, like, a full body picture. That's hilarious. That's, I gotta get that album. I don't have wow. an album. Oh, and then, and, and then for you listeners, you know, hearing us say this, not understanding, it's, the, the album cover itself is just, like, his neck up, like, looking at his head. But if you expand like the stuff inside it and unfold it, it becomes like his entire body. So that's pretty amazing. That's really cool. I would totally, <laughs> I would totally put that on my wall and pray to Black Moses or, every day. Or you can cut it out and like wear it somehow. <laughs> I don't think it's big enough for that. Well, you can. I don't know. <laughs> you know, his albums are surprisingly kind of uninspired. Rick James. Really. Yeah, if you look them up, they're all just like him on a street corner at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's kind of what we were saying before. Is it like not it, it, some some bands just that just tends to be their thing? They don't put a whole lot of True. real artistic thought into it, I guess. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's not to say like oh they have bad music or something, or they suck. It's just some tend to put a lot more thought into it than others. True. I guess another artist that I was kind of thinking of was um pretty much anything done by earth wind and fire because a lot of their yeah, albums have yeah. very what's the word either astrological or native american inspired art and like, like egyptian types and, yeah stuff well it, poles and th- egyptian that's, sphinxes it, and, I, that's one case where it ties in really well with the music itself oh yeah totally um because so much of their music is like has that kind of those kind of themes in it too um, so, I mean, it makes absolute sense for like that whole connection to be there. Cause yeah, in some cases you see like with the album art has almost nothing to do mm-hmm. with the actual music, but I mean, P-Funk is probably another one where you see something and it looks really weird as hell and you're like, okay, this is probably going to sound weird as hell. And it does. But, uh, yeah, Earth, Wind and Fire is definitely a good example. Oh, Roberta Flax Killing Me Softly is really cool. But it's only cool if you get the album, because, or I guess the vinyl, hmm. because the way the album folds out, like, 
the front of it because she plays piano or whatever. Yeah. So the front of the album is like, I don't know what you would call it, the the lid of the piano. And if you fold that out, it reveals her behind it. Oh, cool. I don't know if that makes any sense. I don't know if you Google it, if it would, if it shows that or not. Let me see. Hmm. Oh, is that one that you have on hand? Uh-huh. I was just looking at it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not really indicative in Google Images, but hmm. you can see the cover. That's funny. Um, you mentioned the OJs a couple minutes ago. With what was what was the one you called or you talked about? Uh, survival. Survival. Yeah. Um, I the one I wrote down by the OJs uh, was family reunion. I don't know if you've seen that one. Um, um, I find it kind of funny. I don't know if it was intentional. It's like a family portrait almost, <laughs> uh, but like it's funny because like it's all these like normal looking people of different races and stuff all together cut together as one group and then like these just two black guys like smiling in the middle <laughs> i don't know why i find that one kind of funny i think that third guy at the bottom is also black oh yeah three well the two in the middle are more stand out for some reason yeah they're higher contrast is it really weird that this album cover reminds me of that song oh shit i'm gonna forget the name of it but it, we like played it ad nauseum <laughs> By it who? was the it was the one with like we're like different people arguing about stuff and then it's like oh this really happy happy chorus of like different wait, people or... wait things get a little easier once you understand thank you by thank you. think that's I what think that's think is the band that made that song oh for okay well whatever for some reason this album cover reminds me of that song wow no, i, I did not see the connection there shut up okay um but yeah if you want to if you if you listeners want to torture yourselves uh, look, up, <laughs> look up the song uh once you understand by think and it's hilarious and terrible at the same Things time get a little easier <laughs> once you understand we won't just, we won't spoil what happens at the end of that story i just imagine they play that in like guantanamo <laughs> <laughs> But then there's one guy who's just randomly really into it. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Um, another really good album that is recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, fairly fairly minimalistic, but really indicative of the band's name mm. is uh, Too Hot to Handle by Heatwave. Yeah, that I, I actually am really glad that you wrote that one down because I forgot about that. That is one of my favorite like album covers, funk type album covers. Because, I mean, all of their albums are named... A lot of their songs, too, are kind of uh, in that same... Heat. It's in that same theme of Heat Wave, because, like, I think... Well, that Fire, one was called Too Hot to Handle. Central Heating, Too Hot to Handle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and that one, that particular one, it's like a picture of a vinyl album, like, melting on the sidewalk, I think, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, so that, that I, I like the, like the, the, visualization. The, vis- the visualization of that. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, same here. That's probably... You're right. That's probably one of my favorite like really recognizable like funk slash soul album covers yeah yeah i mean i guess central heating is kind of recognizable but it's, it's just their title it's just their yeah it's a lot it's a, that one's a lot less there's a lot less going on yeah in it one i wrote down not necessarily because it's like one of my favorite album covers but kind of because i just know a fun fact about it yeah is um i want you by marvin gay because it has like this painting of like this I think it's like a party in Harlem or something. I don't remember. I'm trying to think what oh, it's called. Is that the, hold on, let me look that up. I think I'm already talking about. I can't remember what the painting is called. Um, but the, the fun fact I know about it is that that painting of a bunch of people dancing, I, I guess, at like mm-hmm. a 
Harley and Harlem was also used in the intro to uh, the 70s TV show Good Times. Okay. They used it there too. And the, those are like completely two different places, but they, they both use the exact same painting, which I thought, thought was kind of funny. That is funny. Now I'm trying to look up this artist. It's annoying me. I can't find no, it. No, I, I found it. It says, okay, it's called the Sugar Shack. And it says it's a cultural image of a shack full of black people dancing, <laughs> which basically was what I was just saying. Um, painted and released by neo-mannerist artist Ernie Barnes in 1971. And so he actually originally created it for the album I Want You by Marvin Gaye. And you can see like in the banners above the people dancing, mm-hmm. like in this shack, that it, it has like the name of the album and or something yeah. about Marvin Gaye in it. Um, but then he actually edited the painting for Good Times a few years later. Oh, okay. um, he made some changes to it. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought that that was just marginally interesting. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used it in like the opening credits. Yeah. And I think they used it even more in the end, the ending credits too. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Very cool. I can dig it. Uh, so what is this? Uh, this is one you told me about. I've I've never heard about. Uh, you said Tower of Power Bump City is a chicken leg or something. Yeah, or maybe I have if, seen this. Let me look it up again. If you Google it, yeah, it's, it's just weird and kind of racist. Oh, I think I have seen this one. Yeah, it's just like a black fist in a cloud with lightning and then like holding a chicken drumstick. I don't think that's necessarily racist. Maybe it's Black Zeus. Maybe Black Zeus. <laughs> um, yeah, are there, they're, that, they're not all black though. No. Because it's kind of a mix, right? Yeah. It's and like, we, we saw them. I can't believe we're even asking this. They're huge. Yeah, there's like 20 people in that band. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I wouldn't call it racist, it's, but it's funny. It seems very, <laughs> it seems very tattooable. Like this seems like something that someone would get as a tattoo. That is a really good point. I could see that definitely as a tattoo, right? And then people calling you racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of random, another one that I wanted to mention, just because I was googling like weird albums, mm. even though I don't think we've ever talked about her on our show because she's not super famous. Millie Jackson. I I'm oh yeah, you were telling me about this one. I, I don't, I don't understand why. Is, why don't you tell did, us about it, Kyle? Did you Google it? I, I looked it up. Yes, it's Millie Jackson on the toilet. Yeah, Millie Jackson. So the album is called Back to the Shit. Is that yes? Something? Yes. And it's just a picture of her sitting on the toilet. Yes. Um. So yeah, I don't. <laughs> Probably one of the least glamorous female. Oh singer God, no! Album is she- arts. Is she holding what I think she's holding? Or is that just a shoe? Well, I, I, I need to go look at it now and see if I'm going to be scarred for life. Brought to you by Funk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's just her shoe. I that's her safe. shoe, yeah. I think we're safe. I have a dirty mind. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, there's that album. That exists in the world. I, I, just, I just think that the title matched with the album cover is literally like you can't really get perfect, much more literal than that yeah the most perfect form of art ever created S- sitting on the toilet sitting on the toilet taking a shit on the that's, toilet. that's the greatest form of art kyle yes okay um <laughs> um one random I, this isn't one that i thought of before but it kind of came in, into my mind when you were telling me about the tower of power one uh-huh 
I think it's called Good High by Brick. But no, that, I like. I don't know. For some reason, I like that one. It's just like a guy with a huge smile on his face, like smoking a huge cigar. Duh. With chocolate or with, something? What? I think it's, oh, a it's just a box cigar. of cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I thought that one's kind of funny too. That is pretty funny. Pretty much any, uh, pretty much any album cover by. Oh god, I'm gonna forget his name right now. Hmm. It's just one guy who basically dresses like a masterful pimp on every album cover. And I can't remember his name. Sadly, that doesn't really narrow it down for me. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. What is his name? Oh, God. One that I'll just bring up really quick. It's not like a major one or anything. It's just a funny one that I found. Uh, is the essential Sly in the Family Stone. Yeah. It has a funny picture on it because it's, it's, it's Sly, but he's holding like his hand out and like all the Family Stone are like little miniature people sitting on his hand. He's like looking at them. Aww. like little people I thought that was funny um, actually but that reminds me of something I wanted to bring up um, with like compilation albums do you think they put less thought into them do you think they just grab like a photo they have from the archive and kind of just slap it on there probably probably I mean it's the same thing they're basically doing with the album itself <laughs> just slapping songs together putting stuff together they already have and it costs them nothing yeah, I, yeah. okay that makes sense because uh, I've never seen because, I mean, obviously, I've seen compilation albums where, like, the art on that is nothing I've seen anywhere else. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're putting as much thought into it. Usually, it's just some edit- edited form of some photograph that they've likely had for years. I got it. Larry, Larry Graham. Larry Graham. I've never look up heard Larry of Graham. Any particular album that we should look up? No. They're all amazing. All right. Yeah, he, he really does look like a pimp. Well, there's some kind of weird illustration on some of these, too. Yeah. Like Graham Central Station. I don't know if that's yeah. the one you have. No, but I... Oh, no, I do have that, too. Yeah, he was part of them, which is sad, because they were awesome. And then he went and did a solo thing, and he just sucked balls. Fun fact, and tie in <laughs> to your thing, mm. he was part of Sly and the Family Stone. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. And then he went on to do Graham Central Station, which sounded like almost like a more hardcore crunchier Sly and the Family Stone. Huh. They have you should seriously check that album out. It's freaking amazing. Um, I can imagine then, that, yeah. And then he went and did his own thing and turned into like a crooner. <laughs> but yeah, Graham Central Station, check them out. They're amazing. Like they cool. they only have like one major album or two major albums, but like all the songs are good on it. Huh. And I realize like for you listeners, this episode probably sucks. Because you can't see any of the things we're talking about. Yeah, just visualize. Just or visualize. look them up, or just keep Google open while you listen to this, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the show is, is meant to inspire you listeners to go learn things yourselves, too. So, you know, go go out and find some of these that we've mentioned, but also think about some of your own favorite ones as well, and tell us on our Facebook page. Okay. Is that your way of getting us to sign off? No, but I, I realized as I was saying it that I sounded like that but we don't have to finish yet if we don't want to. Well, there was one last one I wanted to mention just because it was a new album, a new band we haven't talked about, and I thought okay. it was a good, as good a time as Andy to talk about them. Um, this band I discovered like a month ago okay. called Bad Rabbits. Uh, their album is pretty awesome. It's basically just like a bootylicious girl with an American flag or some sort of flag that looks very American. Well, you've already sold me on the description. Let's see what it looks like. Ooh. But yeah, if you check out some of their songs, they're uh-huh. pretty cool. 
I like them. I don't know cool. how to describe them, but I like them, and they fit into our genre. Are they kind of funky? Or? They're like Chromio, but a little bit okay. funkier, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Are, are Can't Fool Me and Doing It songs from that album? Are they like singles? Yes. Because um, each of those singles has their own album art. And it's pretty awesome. I would look those up. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy those. Because <laughs> um, that's basically just a picture of an ass. <laughs> and the one for doing it is like two hands, like just grabbing the ass. You're welcome for that, listeners. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on in this? Eh. Not really. I feel like we kind of covered everything. So maybe Pretty it is much. time for the end. I but good, right. good thing we talked about asses first. Of course, there's always time for ass. Here on Funk Radio. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so as I mentioned a minute ago, tell us about some of your favorite album art things um, on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And if you like our page, then we will show up in your Facebook timeline stream thing. We try to post things a few times a week. Um, usually it's songs or a cool article or something we find. Sometimes if like, there's free music somewhere we're like hey go go get this right now so uh it's pretty cool uh if you like stuff like that as well as obviously when we post the episodes as well it's basically the the first and only place we post that stuff so if you want to know as soon as possible when new episodes are up then like us on facebook and don't like us on itunes because we're not on there anymore because stuff be broken see see, i wasn't even going to mention itunes because we've been off for probably like a good year yeah i was gonna say i think (laughs) we've been talking about it i think we've been off longer than we've been on so we should just yeah (laughs) are we still on spotify or no oh well we have the account but i haven't like put new playlists or anything in a long time because we kind of stopped using it and no one was subscribing anyway I read rumors, I don't know if it's true, or I don't know when they're going to implement it if they do, that Spotify is going to start hosting podcasts. Oh, I think you told me about that, yeah. And if that is true, we will definitely investigate that for you listeners, because we know that Spotify is awesome, and a lot of people are migrating from iTunes to that, because money. And if you want to hear more about us discussing the shift from iTunes to Spotify, you can listen to our previous episode. Yeah. Uh, number 106 yeah yeah that's actually an incredibly good tie-in good that's call. pretty much what we did all we talked about last time so sweet um so yeah we hope you enjoyed this little un- non-visual conversation about visual mediums this is kind of the same thing with the music videos as well <laughs> yeah we should have done a, we should have totally done like a vidcast for that but my yeah. face is my face is not made for your screens damn <laughs> <laughs> It is too large for Well, hey, if, if, we, if we've learned anything from this episode is that you don't need to display your face. You can display your ass. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just an ass cast. It's just like a webcam. Of, <laughs> it's oh my like God. a webcam of someone's ass, but they're talking. So it's not like pornographic or anything. It's just their butt and they're talking about stuff. Ass cast. I think we'll, we'll need to think about that one a bit oh yeah um if you listeners have any ideas for that let us know on our facebook page um or possibly not if you're really into an ass cast we might not want to talk to you or kyle might <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no i'm okay so this has been your host peter and this has been your host kyle and this has been funk radio which you have been listening to yeah yeah bye <laughs>
love to hear more awesome podcasts like this one, visit hcn.tv. Thanks for listening.